today, and uh, it's been an encouragement. Well, I wanted to speak today on the subject of beyond expectation. Beyond expectation. And I'm wondering where your expectation is today. Are you living with expectation? Have you lost your expectation? And uh, I am encouraged in my own heart to trust God for beyond expectation. And this message started in my own heart a couple of weeks ago when I had the great privilege of speaking to Reverend Manasseh Geschwent. Now, perhaps you don't know that name. The Geschwent family is a great family that God has mightily used in this country. And they run a tremendous ministry called All Nation Gospel Publishers. And we had the privilege of having him at the radio station, and we had tried for a long time. And just one day when we phoned, we asked, we kept asking if we could speak to him, and just one day we got through and they said, yes, he's here, you can speak to him. And we got through and the result was he was able to come to the radio station for an interview and when he arrived there, I was met by this gray-haired general. He stood tall, and he was happy to see me, humble, and just a perfect gentleman. And uh, he, he asked specifically if he could see me because he wanted to give me a gift, and this was the gift he gave me, a book that he had written entitled Beyond Expectation. And it's funny, from that generation, they had an ability. From the moment they saw you, they would start to minister. It was like they didn't need to wait to hear your need. They just would start ministering. And he handed me this book, Beyond Expectation, and um, he wrote a little message in the inside, and he's an 85-year-old general in the faith, still working full-time, still traveling all around the world, still being used by God, continuing strong. And um, I'll have the book, I'll, let you, I'll leave the book on the stage afterwards if you'd like to come and have a look at it, you're welcome to. But there's a couple of pictures in it. And um, the thing that really impressed me was how that God had taken him and his family in a remarkable way and used them. And if, if you were to read the book, it starts with the heading, Born Under an Umbrella. And he starts by telling how he was born under an umbrella in Lesotho. His parents were Swiss missionaries who came out, must be 85 years ago. Imagine coming out to Africa 85 years ago to go to Lesotho. Even today Lesotho is isolated. Imagine what it was like then. And they came out and his wife must have been pregnant. I mean... It's borderline crazy. 
They came out, must have taken them months to get here. And then they built this mud hut. And the way the thatch worked, according to the story, is it needed the first rains to swell, and that would then make the thatch seal. And they hadn't had the first rains when he was born, so they had to use an umbrella inside the house so that he could be born. And I thought to myself, that's tremendous odds. And here he's sitting in front of me at 85 years old, serving the Lord flat out. Tremendous odds. I turn the next page. You can't see it, I'll explain it to you. His father pitches a tent in, Le, in Lesotho after the king gives him a lovely sloping piece of ground. His father pitches a tent and starts ministering in Lesotho. And he has to end up being carried around on the back of a Lesotho lady because the slope was so severe that no pram could work. I turn the next page. Picture of a horse cart. You know what's going on here? I'll read the caption. At the age of about seven months, I accompanied my parents on my first missionary journey. It lasted three weeks. <laughs> I can't even get my kids up in the morning. <laughs> There's another picture here. Two horses. His father's on the one horse and he's on the other horse. And the caption says, At five years of age, I accompanied my father on my own horse on a two-week missions journey. I don't know, his mother must have been very worried. But it was just a remarkable story. And he was so excited because he was telling me, Andrew, you will not believe what's just happened. I said, Mr. Geschwind, what has happened? He says, I've just bought a new printing press. I said, yes. I said, tell me about it. He said, and I can't remember the exact details, but I do remember certain things he said. He said, the old printing press could print 10 kilometers. And I, this is the bit I can't remember, whether it was per hour or per day or per week, I don't know. 10 kilometers, he says, but the new one can print 16. He says, that means a 60% increase in the distribution of our gospel material to the unsaved and unreached people groups in the world. And I sat there and I was thinking, I had been thinking about what am I going to have for breakfast this man was thinking about how he could up his circulation of the gospel literature by 60%. I thought, I've got something to learn. And I decided I would keep my mouth shut and just listen. And he then quoted a scripture. And that's what I want to speak about today, beyond expectation. Would you turn to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. And this is the scripture he began to quote. Now imagine, you're born under, under an umbrella in perhaps some of the most isolated parts of the world. 
far from any medical assistance. You grow up doing missionary trips from the age of month seven. You know, when, when my daughter was born, I remember the doctor saying to me, you mustn't go near the Kruger National Park until the child is four, because it could get malaria. And so faithfully, we never went near the Kruger National Park until the child was four. And the nurse still, when I got, I said, when I was finished with the doctor and I came out to the nurse, I, I said to the nurse, I said, you won't believe what the doctor said. The doctor said we mustn't go near the Kruger National Park for four years. She said to me, well, if you'd like, I'll take you down to the children's ward and you can see what a child looks like with malaria. <laughs> and faithfully, we never went to the Kruger Park for four years. Fortunately, that's over because we love the game reserve. Ephesians 3 and verse 20, I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, Now to him who is able to do superabundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. I tell you, that must be the most encouraging scripture. And here, Mr. Geshwen sat in front of me. And he started quoting the scripture and he said, you must believe. You must believe for these things. You must trust God. And he was beginning to minister and encourage me. He said, your father did it. You can do it. You must believe for great things. And I'm just more and more mum. In my jeans and t-shirt while I sit next to this man in his suit and tie. And I, it's been stirring in me, and I've left this book lying on my desk, that every time I come in, I see beyond expectation. I haven't even read it. That's not the issue. <laughs> Those were the words that were for me. So I can't loan it to you. Because I haven't had a chance to read it myself. But beyond expectation. And I tell you, we're living in a funny time. People don't live with expectation now. We've got recession. Now we survive. Survival mode kicks in. And... Uh, we wonder how things are going to work out. We fear all sorts of things. When God has said, He is able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. And you know what I've, I've decided for myself? I have taken these words beyond expectations and I've, I've given them a definition. And the definition is Ephesians 3 verse 20. That God can do far more than I could ever ask, imagine. Beyond expectation. And I want to tell you, sometimes beyond expectation, we think of this story of a man who came out and under, you know, 
difficult circumstances went on to be mightily used by the Lord. But I want to tell you, you can have beyond expectations every day. This morning I was getting up and I'd been up preparing and waiting on the Lord on this aspect of beyond expectation. And I said to my wife, I think I must wake the kids up now for church. And as I went down the passage, I saw my little daughter's light. uh, The curtains were open. I could see under the door. I thought, that's unusual. Normally the moment uh, she gets up, then she comes through to us. I thought, that's unusual. I opened the door and I went inside and she was making her bed. (laughs) I went back to my wife. I said, I've just had my first beyond expectation. (laughs) My daughter is making her bed. I am blessed. And by the end of the morning, she had made her sister's bed as well. Beyond expectation. <laughs> now I want to tell you, I was chatting to Tony and Ilana there, and she was saying, you know, she's, they've managed to get to church. They've got small kids. They, they've got to church. I said, man, well done. She said, and the beds are made. I said, you've arrived. <laughs> and sometimes when we have these beyond expectations, we, we have expectations that perhaps don't really affect us in our day-to-day life. And I want to say to you, begin to trust God for things beyond expectation in your everyday life. Not just in the big things, but in the little things as well. Would you turn with me to Isaiah 58? Isaiah 58. I see I haven't got much time. Isaiah 58 and verse 11, 12, and 14. Isaiah 58, 11, 12, and 14. Starting with verse 11. Isaiah 58, verse 11. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places. Did you hear the theme of dry places come through in the, in the worship? Interesting. And make strong your bones, and you will be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Verse 12. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. And you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwelling. Verse 14. Then shall you delight yourself in the Lord, and He will make you ride on the high places of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage, the promise to Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And I want to give you six areas in which I believe God wants you to live beyond expectation. Area number one, God wants to guide you. Listen, the Lord wants to guide you. I know these are difficult times. People are going through challenging things. People are being retrenched. People have got to face this, that, and the next thing. But in the midst of all that, God wants to guide you. And I want you to grab hold of that. Let Him guide you. But not only does He want to guide you, it says, the Lord shall guide you continually. And for me, that's a great encouragement. And uh, continually means always or regularly. And the original word for that word continually means regularly without interruption. 
And God wants to guide you, lead you, show you the way regularly without interruption. And one of the greatest lessons I learned is sometimes when we go to God for guidance, we say, Lord, what shall we do? And the Lord will say, do that, my son. And we go, Lord, I don't like that. What else would you like me to do? And many times when God leads and guides us, when we do that, what happens is we don't hear anymore. Because we've got to go back to the last thing we heard him say. And we've got to make sure we did what he told us to do. Because sometimes we go and we don't like this, so we wait for the next word. We don't like this, so we wait for the next word. And I want to tell you, the Lord wants to guide you continually without interruption. And when you hear him speaking, obey. Do it. Do it. Then he'll speak again. And he'll lead you again without interruption. Point number two. Firstly, God wants to guide you. Secondly, God wants to satisfy you. That scripture says the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. When you speak of the word satisfy, it usually is associated with eating. It's the opposite of hungry. When you are full, you are satisfied. And, and that's the, 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 the implication here, that God wants to come and satisfy you. In the same way that food would satisfy somebody who is hungry. He wants to satisfy you. And God wants to meet you at your point of need and satisfy that need or longing. And it includes these dry places. Another version says, the Lord shall satisfy you in dry places. And if you find yourself in a dry place today, God wants to come and satisfy you. Those problematic areas, God wants to address and meet the need. Point number three, God wants to strengthen you. It says, the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. It's a magnificent scripture. And uh, at this point, I want to share a testimony. It was about four or five years before my own father died that after almost 30 years in the ministry, he was exhausted. We went on holiday as a family that particular Christmas. We went down to our farm in the Eastern Cape. And things just seemed to get heavier for him. And eventually, after the celebrations of Christmas and New Year, he hit what I think was one of his major personal crises in his life. And he got to the point where he felt he did not want to and could not return to the ministry. He just said, I can't face it. I cannot. It's been too much. It's been too long. I'm too tired. Somebody else can take it on. No, I don't think people can receive from me anymore. I've done what I can do. Somebody else must do it now. And it was like a low, low point. And in the midst of all that discouragement, not wanting to go back, wanting to pick up the phone to tell the leadership, I'm not coming back, all of this, in the midst of all that, 
One day as he was having his quiet time, he took the daily light and he opened it to Isaiah 58 verse 11. And it said, For the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make strong your bones. And he got up and he said, I'm ready to go back. In that moment, it was like a moment. It was like the switch went. And he said, I'm ready, I'm going back. And everything changed. And he went back to what was perhaps four or five years of the most glorious time of his ministry. It was a time when the Holy Spirit began to fall in a controversial move called the Toronto Blessing. And it began to fall in his church. And for the first time, he saw life. And when all the people started to moan and criticize, he said, just wait. I've waited for this for so long. I'm not backing away. And the church grew exponentially. His church grew exponentially. The membership grew exponentially. Everything began to grow until about four or five years later he was able to stand and in his final sermon he was able to declare not one word of all that God has promised has failed. All has come to pass. And God was able to go beyond expectation. Beyond expectation. Now, I, want to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised. There's many of you, you wouldn't mind phoning your boss tomorrow and saying, listen. There's many of you, you've even said it. Stop the train, I want to get off. I want to tell you, don't consider it. Don't do that. The most glorious years could still be ahead. You could live beyond expectation. And God has got all those promises that He has promised to fulfill. Begin to believe them. God wants to strengthen you. Point number four. God wants you to flourish. It goes on and it says in Isaiah 58, verse 11, it says, You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. The Living Bible says, like a well-watered garden. What picture do you see when I say the term well-watered garden? Well, I want to tell you, that's what God wants for us. He wants our lives to be like well-watered gardens. But not only that, He wants us, our lives to be like a stream. And a stream has no ben- or a spring has no benefit for itself. It benefits those downstream. And He wants us to be like a well-watered garden, but that out of that would come this spring that would be a blessing to others. That's what God wants. And you shall be like a well-watered garden. And I believe that's, for me, beyond expectation. Point number five. God wants to rebuild you and your life. In verse 12 it says, And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. What is a ruin? A ruin is something that is in a state of total disintegration or collapse. It is the remains of something that has been destroyed. That's a ruin. 
Are there any ruins in your life? Things that have been totally disintegrated or collapsed or the remains of something that have been destroyed. Well, God wants to rebuild. It says, your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. And I believe the ancient even applies to things you've written off. I remember one day my dad talking to one of his pastors, and I, that's why I love the Afrikaans language, because there's so many ways and words of saying things that you just can't get in English. And this, this pastor said to my father, he said, Ek het het op my <laughs> What does that mean? Hey? I've written it off. I get up my marker I don't know. Maybe it's because you, after you've bathed, it, you know, the, the, whatever you've written is not there anymore. I don't know. But it, I get up my marker I've written it off. And maybe even some of the things you've written off. You've written off that loved one, that child, that relationship, that promise. You've written it off. God wants to, I believe, come and build and rebuild. Lastly, point number six. God wants to restore you to your high place. That's for somebody. God wants to restore you to your high place. Go to verse 14. Isaiah 58, 14. Then shall you delight yourself in the Lord, and He will make you to ride on the high places of the earth. And uh, to me, the high places speaks of dominion and authority. It speaks of dignity and, and, and a sense of advancement. And I want to tell you, in the current economic crisis, many people have been brought low. I was speaking to a member in this church recently, and he told me because of the economic recession and the way he had structured these investments, he's lost half a million rand, and he doesn't know if he'll ever recover. And you know what? Live beyond expectations. You have, got, you have a God who can do super abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And He wants to cause you to ride on your high places again. And I believe God wants to... This also speaks to me of a sense of security, riding on high places, dignity and advancement. So I believe God wants to restore your dignity, your dominion, your security, your sense of forward movement and advancement. Don't settle for less. Don't just accept things as they are. Believe in God and believe what He has promised. And let me remind you of that scripture. Ephesians 3 verse 20. And now unto Him, who is able to do superabundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or dreams. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. And so I just wanted to encourage you today as I encourage myself to live beyond expectation. And if your expectation has uh, ground to a halt, or if you are without expectation, you're basically just putting one foot in front of the other. May I encourage you to begin to believe again in the God who can do super abundantly 
above all that you could ask or think? Do you think you could put your faith out again and begin to believe God? And that maybe at the end of your life you could write a book like this that I didn't read. But maybe you can capture the essence of what God... doesn't matter what happens to anybody else. doesn't matter to, about the, what, what the person next to you, what, what their story is. But you have a story. And the story is that you have a God who can do beyond and superabundantly more than you could ever have imagined or thought. Well, I want to encourage you to do that because I'm endeavoring to do that. And you know, God is the great restorer. We looked last week at Joel, which says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. And I want to tell you, God can make it up in a short period of time. You might sit here today and say, I don't have 84 years. And uh, most of us don't. But the truth of the matter is, we all have the opportunity to experience God's superabundant beyond expectation, favor, and blessing on our lives. But if we go out of that door and we start moaning about this, moaning about that, oh, my dilemma, if you only knew. If you do that, it's like the shutters will fall and that moment will be gone. But if you would go out here and say, I'm believing God. My God can do super abundantly above all I could ask or think, and I'm trusting Him. And you keep on, you will even influence your family. And as a result, the switch can go. And you're ready. And things can change. And so that's my, my desire for you today. And uh, if you are just in your expectation department, running really low, would you stand so I can pray for you? And the Word of God says to you, And now unto Him who is able to do superabundantly, far above, over and above all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams, to Him be the glory. Lord, we place you on the highest place today. You are the God of beyond expectations. Whether we were born under an umbrella, whether we faced divorce, death, bankruptcy, hardship, whatever it is, you are the God and we say now unto you, Heavenly Father. We are going to shift gears in our expectation. From wanting to sign out, we say we sign in. From wanting to bail, we say we are present. 
from giving up, we say we are holding on to you who can do super abundantly. And now, Lord, I ask by, by miraculous means in the lives of those standing, that you would supernaturally and miraculously cause things to change. That you would come in your power and in your might and do for them what they could not do for themselves. That you would guide, satisfy, strengthen, cause to flourish, rebuild, restore them to their high places or their former estate as we heard early on. And Lord, we will not forget to give you the thanks. Surely you are beyond expectation. Forgive us for our doubt or our unbelief. And we declare that you are God. And our hope is in you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.